Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, I think we can do better than that. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Do I have any witnesses here this morning that can slip their hand up and just say, through it all, God has been good. He certainly has. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We glorify you this morning. We magnify you. We elevate you. We extol you. We lift you up. You are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. We ask now that you will pour into us wonderful words of life. We have, we have lifted our mouths, our hearts, our minds in worship and praise. We've We've, we've glorified you, we've lifted you up, and now we ask humbly, yet with confidence, that you would pour back into us. We will not hesitate to give you all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise that you so richly and you so rightly deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite everybody who can to turn with me to Psalm 25, Psalm 25. And as you're turning to Psalm 25, I want to bring you greetings from the Kimberly Parkway Church of God, where Pastor Iren Edwards Watson Sr. sends his love and his regards. Uh, he never fails to remind me to remind all of the saints here at Licking County how much he loves and appreciates each and every one of you. To all of our online worshipers this morning, those of you who are worshiping online, we thank God for you this morning as well. Psalm 25. I wanted to, to attach or tag, if you will, a thought, a guiding thought, or, or a title, if you would, to uh, our time in the word of the Lord together as we walk through several verses of Psalm 25. And I wanted to tag something, uh, attach something, a sign, a name, or a title that was real cute, real slick, uh, you know, real fancy. Uh, but uh, the only, there were only three words that came to my heart, and I'm going to rest on that. Uh, we need the Lord. That's actually four words. We need the Lord. So I want to use that as a guiding thought or a theme or a title uh, for our conversation in the word. We need the Lord. Psalm 25, the psalmist, uh, it is believed that it has been uh, ascribed, uh, this psalm, the authorship uh, has been given, has been assigned to David, the king, King David. He writes, out of the abundance of his heart, he was, these words were laid upon his heart to, to put into the form of a song or a poem, if you will, that we can be blessed by on this morning. He writes, and we read, O Lord, I give my life to you. Prescription for all of life's troubles and challenges is to give our lives to the Lord. Prescription for whatever, ail, whatever is ailing us emotionally 
and psychologically and financially and familiar uh, with our families and relationally and all of our relationships. Um, the prescription for all of those challenges that all of us have to grapple with and wrestle with, I want to I want to advise is to give your lives to the Lord. Have you given your life to the Lord? Not just part of you, not just some of you, not just a, a microcosm of your life, but all of my life. The psalmist writes, I, Lord, I give it to you. And what is challenging so many of us Oftentimes is that if we will take a moment to do some self-assessment, we can find some spaces and places in our lives that we have not yet given the Lord entree to. That, that we haven't a fully 100% um, um, sold out and committed to allowing the Lord to have. There, there might be some things, some areas, some, some spaces in our lives where, where we're still holding on, trying to control it, trying to manipulate things, trying to, trying to massage and trying to, to have our way with certain areas of our lives. But the psalmist says from the very outset, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. You want to experience true joy? Give your life to the Lord. You, you want to really walk in the abundance and the beauty and the grace and the favor of God in spite of all the challenges that, that life throws our way? Give your life to him. How many of us can testify that there were times in our lives when we gave our lives to everything and to everyone and we did not have peace. We, we could not find joy. We, we did not have the freedom that we now have through Christ empowered by the Holy Spirit because there were times in our lives when we were giving our lives to everything and everyone and we could not find soul satisfaction. The true joy is mine. The psalmist wrote, since I left the weary way, a friend indeed, he sticks beside me every way. To his hand, I'll cling while the gloomy shadows of life fall. In his hands I give, he is now my all and all. Psalmist says, I give my life to you. Verse 2, he says, Lord, I trust in you, my God. The psalmist suggests that if you and I are really going to, to be able to navigate the stormy waters that all of us at some point in time will have to navigate, the psalmist is suggesting that if you and I are really going to have the peace that passes all understanding, then it requires that we put our trust in God, that we rely on God's integrity and not our own, that we rely in the strength and in the power and the ability that God has and not our own, that, that, we, can, that, we, will, that we can live with a confident expectation and hope that God will help us through when we relinquish our own selfish desire and drive to have and put our trust in our own power. What are you putting your trust in? 
have you put your trust in? There are young men, there are young women, there, there are middle-aged men, there are middle-aged women, there are older men, there are older women who, who sit this morning in heartbreak because they put their trust in another human being who promised to love them, who, who promised never to leave them or forsake them, who promised to always do the right thing by them, and yet they sit with silent tear falling down their face or with broken heart um, because they realize that, that putting their trust in another man or another woman is futile, is useless, is an exercise in futility. But my brothers and my sisters, I want to encourage all of us this morning to put your trust in God. And if you have placed your trust in God, I, I want to encourage you this morning to keep your trust in him. Don't get mad at me when I say this. <laughs> so I'm already preparing for you to get mad at me when I say this. <laughs> Don't put your trust in the systems of this world. Systems will change. Administrations will change. But how many of us can witness that the Lord does not change? I change not. His compassions, they fail not. As God has always been, he forever will be. How many are thankful for the grace and the faithfulness of God this morning? You can trust in God. You can't trust in the systems of this world. You, 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 it's hard to trust the people in this world. You know, we used to live in times where you, you could maybe perhaps put a little trust in your neighbor, but, but, but nowadays it, it, it's tough. It, it's challenging. But, but what is sure, what is right, what is real, what, what, is, what can last, what, what, what I would put a no money back guarantee on is that you can put your trust in God. He says in verse 2, he says, Lord, I put my trust in you now. Now, Lord, don't let me be disgraced. You know, when we put our trust in other people, in other things, in other systems, and when we put our trust in the, 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 the wisdom of human beings, man in this world, we are opening up ourselves to be the victims of a loss of our own respect, of our own honor and of our own esteem. When, when we put our trust in anyone or anything but God, we are the prime candidates to be disgraced. Look what happens in the culture when we put our trust in other people and other things. We, 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 can, we can point to some examples of people who have been disgraced. Why? Because they've trusted in, they, they have relied on, they, they have expected with confidence uh, systems and things and procedures and laws and rules and regulations to be upheld only for them to become prime candidates to be disgraced. But how many of you know there is no disgrace in God? 
I want to encourage you this morning. I want to remind you this morning that with God, there is, you cannot lose your respect with God. You, you cannot lose your honor in him. When you trust in God, you, you, you cannot live as a saint and as someone who has low self-esteem. Because God helps us in every area of our life. He, he helps us to walk upright. He, he helps us to, to turn the corners where, where it seems as though we are going down avenues of despair and shame and, and humiliation and abuse. With the power of the Lord placing our trust in him, he turns us from those corners and leads us down paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 3 Psalmist says, no one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. That should give us hope this morning. That should revive and restore our confidence in God, knowing that, that if I trust in him, if I give my whole life to him, um, I do not have to ever worry about being one who has to hold his head down in, in sin and in shame and in disgrace. But because I know who God is and because I know his word is true and, and because I've seen what he's done for others so I know what he can do for me, I, I can lift my head and I can, I can put some pep in my steps, some glide in my stride because I don't have to walk in disgrace. I, I don't have to be disgraced. I, I will never be disgraced. I will never be dishonored. I, I will never be counted out as long as I keep my trust in the Lord. I think about so many teenagers who put their trust in their fellow teenager only to have their text messages spread all over the social media. I think about so many young men and young women who, who, have, who have put their hearts in the hands of human beings. And they've been duped by the enemy into doing some things and to going into some places and spaces and, and being a part of some activities that, that at the end of it all, they've had, to, they've had to hold their head down in disgrace. But my brothers and my sisters, I, I want to encourage you this morning that if you trust in God, if you give him your whole life, I want to tell some young person this morning, some younger person this morning, that, that if you will just trust in God, in, in spite of what the culture is suggesting, and in spite of what social media is suggesting, in spite of what your peers may be suggesting, if you will keep trusting God, even though they may laugh at you right now, if you just keep trusting God, even though they may turn their backs on you, if you just keep trusting God through it all, he will help you through it all. He will lead you to a place of, 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 of glory and, and righteousness and peace. You'll find help for your trouble in your troubling times if you trust in him. But if you allow Satan to deceive and to dupe you into believing that everything on TikTok is the right thing to do, I want to warn you, you may find yourself Disgraced. Psalmist says that no one who trusts in God will ever 
be disgraced. So here's what we need from the Lord. We need the Lord to, number one, verse four, the psalmist says, to show me the right path. If you're ever in doubt about, about which road to take in life, simply ask the Lord, Lord, show me the right path. Notice the psalmist doesn't suggest, he doesn't ask of the Lord, Lord, show me the path that's most popular. The psalmist isn't asking, Lord, show me the path that will get my mother-in-law off my back. Although I, I want to know that path too. Notice the, the psalmist isn't asking, Lord, show me the path that is the path of least resistance. The psalmist isn't asking, Lord, show me the path, hold on to your, to your pew belts, uh, show me the path that is the most politically correct path. You know, in the world, there's all kind of paths. So, so Satan says, get an abortion. That, that's a path. Um, in the world, um, um, drink yourself to death. That, that's a path. In, in the world, drugs, that's another path. In, in the culture, it is suggesting that, that, that there's more than one gender, and there's not. But, but for some, they think that that's a path. And it's not hating on anyone. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, not seeking to, to 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 disgrace anyone who who may have chosen or who may be walking in any of those paths. But guess what? We want to walk in the path that is the path shown to us by the Lord, the right path. Lord, I don't want to walk in my neighbor's path. I, I don't want to walk in my friend's path. I, I don't want to walk even in my church's path. I want to walk in the path, Lord, that you show me to walk in. When he says, show me the right path, then that means that there must be a what? Wrong path. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning. Which path are you on? And is your path a path that would please the Lord? Or is it a path that you know doesn't bring him glory? The word show means to be seen or or to become visible. There are times in all of our lives, whether you want to co-sign with me or not, but there are, all, there are times in all of our lives when, when we have asked the Lord, Lord, I need for the way you want me to go to become visible because I just can't see it. Don't be discouraged if you find yourself in that valley this morning where, where perhaps like this psalmist, you're asking God, God, I, I need to see, I, I need to know a certain way, the certain way you want me to go. Thank God for Jesus. What did he say about the path? He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I 
I am the light. I, I am the right path. I am the right way. And, and, and when we put our trust in God, here it is. He will, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he will show us the way to go. I love to hear our choir sing. Notice I just made myself a member of by, by proxy. I love to hear our choir sing, lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. I will go. You have called me and I will answer. But right now I'm in a place in my life where I need to know where the right path is. So he says, show me the right path. Here it is. And point out the road for me to follow. Verse five, he says, here's the second thing we need from the Lord. We need number one, we need the Lord to show us the path. But then number two, we need the Lord. Here it is in verse five. Now lead me by your truth and teach me. We need the Lord to show us the path and now lead me down. In other words, what he's saying is, God, I need for you to, to go before me and to go with me down the way that you want me to go. Which suggests that the Lord can show us the path. But here's where we mess up. We try to go down that path in our own power. Led and guided by what? What's the big phrase in the culture now? Our truth. Have you heard that? This is my truth. You know, this, this, is, this is my, I'm just walking in my truth. I'm just living according to, to my truth. These are, this is my truth. And some have suggested, well, there is no truth. Well, how do I believe that? Is that true? But my brothers and my sisters, that's why we, we should be so thankful and grateful this morning that the Lord in, his, in all of his omnipotence and all of his omniscience uh, with his omnipresence, he decides that I'm not going to leave you alone to figure out which path to walk or how to walk the path that I'm showing you. I'm going to send my son who's going to come into this world, he's going to give his life, here it is, and but then I'm going to leave his spirit within you. Many have it confused. They think, they think the Holy Spirit is about uh, gosalea, speaking in unknown tongues, or, or being overly emotional and overly exuberant. No, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help lead us down the path that the Lord shows us. How many can, can witness that the Spirit will lead you? There is no life like the Spirit-led life. Leaning on and trusting the Lord to speak to your heart and direct your path. 
When we try to figure it out on our own, train wreck. When we have tried to figure it out on our own, we think it's okay. Now I'm leaning on the Holy Spirit on how to say this. Yeah, help me, Holy Spirit. <laughs> when we walk in our truth and not going the path of truth that the Lord is teaching us and showing us, we will call wrong right and right wrong. Let me just say it that way. And our world, our communities, our families, and even in some of our churches, it's a ball of confusion. Why? Because everybody wants to be led by the Lord, but they want to be led by their own truth. And we've got to be teachable. You ever try to, you ever try to instruct someone and they refused your instruction? Isn't that the most frustrating thing? Come on, parents. I should have had all parents <laughs> screaming hallelujah from the... <laughs> Haven't you ever... Come on, teenagers. You're trying to show us how to work these cell phones. Isn't it so frustrating when you know the truth <laughs> and you know what's right? Come on, teenager. And, and then you're trying to show them how to swipe up and just swipe right and then double click and double tap. And there it is. And yet how many of your stubborn parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, we try to do it our way. Isn't it? It's just what? Frustrating. Don't you just want to give up on ma and pa? <laughs> Somebody said Yes. But here's what's encouraging. God won't give up on us. Come on, how many have gone down your own pathway according to your own truth? And thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy that God just sat back and watched us fimble and fumble with our lives. And yet he did not ball us up. He did not throw us away. Thank God he didn't get canceled. You didn't get canceled. Come on, because we live in cancel culture, don't we? <laughs> and we are quick to cancel everyone and everything. But aren't you glad this morning that God didn't cancel you when you were trying to live and go down the path he showed you, but you tried to go down in your own power? Thank God God didn't cancel you. I want to encourage somebody this morning who feels as though your mother and father has canceled you. You may feel as though your culture has canceled you. You may be feeling as though your friends are on the fringe and on the verge of canceling you. Don't you be discouraged this morning because God will never cancel you. I want to encourage somebody who has fallen, who has, who has sinned, who has made some mistakes. You have blown it royally, and nobody else knows but God. God will not cancel you. You can get up. You can start all over again. You can ask for forgiveness. You can repent of your sins. I want to talk to some seniors who are still haunted by some stuff you did in yesteryear. 
that if you trust in God, ask him to show you the way, then ask him to guide you down the right way. He'll get you to your divine destination. Look at verse 6. Let me read the B clause of verse 5. He says, lead me by your truth and teach me. Then he says, for you are the God who saves me. Saved by his power divine. Saved to new life sublime. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete. Do I have witnesses this morning? Because I'm saved. Because I'm saved. Because I'm saved. Not because of my own good works. Not because of my dashing good looks. But I'm saved because God says, I will never leave you in disgrace and in shame if you put your trust in me. And the psalmist says, you are the God who saves me. And all day long I put my hope in you. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. In what and where have you put your hope? Put your pew belts on. If you have put your hope in Brandon, I mean Biden, <laughs> just working on my reflexes, just in case. And if you have put your hope in Marjorie, Taylor, my hope, our hope, should be built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest politician. We dare not trust the sweetest, the strongest, the smoothest council member. We dare not trust our friends and folks' opinion. But, but we dare not trust in the sweetest friend. But, but the psalmist is suggesting that, that you and I can live victoriously if we lean wholly, squarely, flat-footed, on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock we stand. Listen, all other ground is sinking sand. Verse 6, he says, Remember, Lord, your compassion and unfailing love. That's what we need from the Lord. We need the Lord to show us the way. We need the Lord to guide us. Here it is. We need the Lord to remember his love for us. Now, that didn't work when I had messed up in my household. I wish I could have asked my father before um, he gave me that, that belt lashing. Now remember, Dad, your unfailing love and compassion. <laughs> Kids, don't try that at home. <laughs> 
But, but you can, when times get tough in our lives, we can remind God, God, now remember, I, I know I am a mere mortal. I, I know I am guilty of putting my trust and my hope and my faith in the systems and in the things and in the people of this world. And I know that that doesn't please you. So, Lord, I'm just asking, remember your compassion and unfailing love. Oh, I want to encourage somebody this morning. The Lord loves you. Don't you listen to your friends. Don't, don't listen to the culture. I, I, don't, don't, don't accuse me of blasphemy now, but, but don't listen to a parent who might tell you that God doesn't love you. It's the only time I'm going to ask you to disobey your parents. If they try to convince you that because of the mistakes that you've made, that, that because of who you are, or that because you may live on the other side of the tracks, that your life doesn't matter as much as someone else's. Listen, don't listen to that. The Lord loves you. His, his love will never fail. The love and the admiration and the, the adulation that human beings can heap upon us will fail in times of testing. How many know that? How many of you have had some friends who had promised to have your back, who said they would love you, and then when times got tough, you looked around and you couldn't find not one. But, but the love of the Lord, it will never fail. There is no circumstance under which God's love will give way and give out for you. And he says, Lord, remember now, as if God has Alzheimer's. <laughs> the psalmist says, just in case, I need you to remember that you have this thing called compassion. All of us are in this sanctuary this morning because of God's compassion. All of us sit under the sound of my voice. All of us have come in and y'all look wonderful this morning. But all of us are looking wonderful this morning because of God's compassion. Some of us are able to enjoy some of the finer things that life has to offer us, not because of how many degrees we have or because of how many trade certificates we've obtained, but it's just been God's compassion for us. Thank God Jesus goes to a cross and he's allows, he allows himself to be hung high and stretched wide. Why? Because of his compassion for us. Scripture teaches us that, that, that God is not, he's not pleased if, if, if any soul is lost. It, it just devastates the Lord. And so because he cares so much for our souls, he gave his very best so that you and I could have the right to eternal life. And nobody would do that if they didn't have compassion for you and for I. He says, Lord, now I need you to remember, but look at verse 7. <laughs> Here's what we need from the Lord. We need him to do what? We need him to show us. We need him to guide us. We need him to remember. And look at verse 7. Now we need him to forget. <laughs> look at what he says. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Now, I don't want to let any middle-aged person, I don't want any senior citizen to be left off the hook. So I'm not adding to the word. This isn't blasphemy. But let's just make a, 
Let's just, let's just add a, an addendum here. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my middle age. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my senior citizenry. How many of y'all know some rebellious senior citizens? Don't do that. Don't point at him. We need the Lord to forget our stuff. How many of you all have some things you need God to forget? Okay, let me take my glasses off so I can see. <laughs> Am I the only one? All of us have some things in our lives that we need God to remember. Remember, Lord, remember, be compassionate. Remember, love me. But Lord, forget about some stuff I've done as well. Let me let somebody, let me keep somebody on the hook who might be thinking, well, I didn't, I didn't say it, I didn't do it, but I thought it. Lord, don't remember the rebellious thoughts that I've had. He says, I want you to remember me in the light of your unfailing love. Lord, don't remember when you, don't, don't, don't remember when you ask me to sing a song just before the sermon and I ignored your voice. I'm glad you didn't ignore it. Lord, don't, don't remember those times when I sat in service after service and I refused to yield to the leading of your Holy Spirit. I know it was you speaking to my heart, saying, you, you need to go and pray. You, you need to ask some of the saints to, to just intervene with, with the power of prayer in, in your situation. Lord, forgive me for rebelling. Those, those times when I, you told me to go left, and yet I went right because right was popular, right was more comfortable, right was less stressful. Lord, Lord forgive me for those times when I rebelled. When he encouraged somebody. As far as the east is from the west. That, that, that's how far away your sins are in the sight of God. If you will just earnestly and honestly and seriously make the decision today that I'm going to give the Lord my whole life. He, he, God has the capacity, and I don't know how he does it. That's what makes him God. But, but he has the capacity and the power and the wherewithal to take all of your mess, all of your mistakes, all of your foul-ups, all of your slip-ups, all of your mess-ups, he, he can take them and he literally heaps them, he, he hurls them, he, he furrows them, he, 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 he launches them into this sea, not the Red Sea, not the South China Sea, not the Pacific Ocean, not, not the Atlantic Ocean, but the Lord has the power and the capacity to throw all of your stuff in a sea called forgetfulness.
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See, I know some of you are thinking about some stuff, and I'm just, I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nope, that doesn't matter. I hear you. It doesn't matter. And that's the hope we have because Jesus Christ comes and he gives his life so that you and I can be free from our memory. And so, no, you are not a recovering alcoholic. Because if you're in Christ, you're recovered. And so, no, you, you are not a formal homosexual or lesbian. No, in Christ, we are made what? New. The psalmist says in, verse, in Psalm 25, Lord, I'm giving you my life. Now, that's verse 1, and here's how he ends it. Now, forget about my past and make me new. Four things we need, what we need from the Lord. God, show us the way. Lord, we have been like Burger King. We, we, we have wanted it our way. And we've gotten it our way. And it is it has almost killed us. Lord, show us the way. We've tried living our teenage years our way. We've tried living our young adult years our way. We've tried this marriage our way. We've tried um, um, so many things, so many career paths that we wanted to go down. Lord, you show us the way. But then, Lord, we need you to guide us, not in our own truth, but in your truth. Lord, show us some love. Lord, remember, we, 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 are, just, we, are, we are just mere clay from, from the dust we were formed, and, and to the dust we will return. Don't, don't throw us away. Remember, remember, remember that you so loved the world that you gave your very best. But then God, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about sins, the mistakes. Forget about our rebellious tendencies. Thank you for your son who did not hold our, our, our proclivities 
our tendencies against us. Thank you for your word, which, which it serves as a light. Because you show us the path and you'll guide us. Thank you for your word, which is all a part of that GPS, that spiritual GPS that guides us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who reminds us, leads us into not our truth, but into your truth. Lord, remember, remember now, like sheep, all of us have gone astray. All of us are prone to wonder. But Lord, forget about, forget about those times and the ways in which we've wondered. Lord, you have been our strong tower in times past. You, you have been our fortress. You have been our shield. You have been our buckler. We've been able to rely on you. And today, we put our trust in you one more time. The grass will wither, flowers will fade, but we're so thankful and grateful that you and your word will last forever and ever.